When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky Athletics and your next move. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Live from Chinooks at Fisherman's Terminal in Seattle. It's the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. Throws it down with a ferocious two-handed dunk. Your chance to hear from University of Washington head basketball coaches Mike Hopkins and Tina Langley. The Husky Basketball Coaches Show is presented by Anthony's Restaurants. Showcasing the essence of the Northwest by pairing the best seafood with waterfront views. Now, here's the voice of the Huskies, Tony Castricone. We are live at Chinooks in Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal once again on this Monday night for the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. Thanks so much to those of you who have come out. And uh, if you're just driving around in the area, swing on by on the big screen. We've got the college football playoff national championship game. George and TCU playing for... All, all the well, I, I, you say all the Tostitos or whatever, all the all the fish and chips here tonight. Uh, they got the the bottomless fish and chips. They're playing for all the fish and chips. Georgia and TCU right now. The Bulldogs have a twenty-four to seven lead, but uh, lots of Husky basketball talk coming up. Uh, boy, a tough week for both teams being on the road. Uh, they're finally unpacking the suitcases. The women just got back from Pullman, uh, falling in the Boeing Apple Cup game round two. So it's going to be a season split. Huskies won the home version, fell on the road in Pullman. We'll talk to Tina Langley, head coach of the ladies, coming up here in just a moment about that. The men's team went down to Arizona. Close call. Almost knocked off number five Arizona before uh, struggling against the Sun Devils on Sunday. So the dogs go 0-2. We'll have head coach Mike Hopkins talking about that at the bottom of the hour but coming up next uh we'll talk about the women's basketball team tina langley is here along with elise woodward on this monday night live at chinooks on the washington sports network from learfield that to-do list you have needs one more thing 
chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. I'm a huge UW football fan. That's Devin, a BECU member and lifelong Huskies fan. Every time I take out the BECU UW debit card, it's just a fun experience. There's nothing like being part of the UW community. That's why BECU made the UW credit and debit cards with great rates and low fees so fans can show off their Husky pride everywhere they go. BECU, power in people. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. Restrictions apply. Credit card approval subject to BECU membership credit approval and other underwriting criteria. Not every applicant will qualify. Member compensated for participation. Coming to Emerald Queen Casino, Friday, January 27th, it's Belle Biv DeVoe. Belle Biv DeVoe, BBT. Fused hip-hop beats, R&B harmonies. Tickets at emeraldqueen.com. Don't miss Belle Biv DeVoe, Friday, January 27th at Emerald Queen Casino, the entertainment capital of the Northwest. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome in Elise Woodward and Tina Langley. It is the UW Women's Basketball Show, and uh, we are live from Chinooks at Fisherman's Terminal in Magnolia. We are glad to have you with us as the Huskies get the sweep, or excuse me, going for the sweep. They get the split against the Washington State Cougars, and it was kind of ironic, Coach. The first score, 82-66, to 66, you get a win on your home floor same exact score defensively. You limit Washington State to 66 on their home floor, but you only score 52. So uh, kind of a difference, just, uh, you know, obviously a 30-point difference between home floor and away floor. But uh, the Huskies now 9-5, and 1-3 and three in conference play, and you've had to face three straight NCAA tournament teams from a year ago, and they've all been competitive and uh, a game that still is, you know, in the to be determined in the fourth quarter, but you've fallen short in each of those three just – I know it's a two-week thing or just focusing on the Washington State game. But overall, what do you think right now? Your team, 9-5, and five, they've been competitive, just coming up a little bit short there late in the game. Yeah, that's actually exactly what we talked about in the locker room. Um, it was a, a game that, um, again, against a great team, and we've had um, – like you said, three games against NCAA tournament teams and um, shown some growth from last year to this year and uh, shown areas that we still need to improve on. And, and so uh, a lot of great lessons there. And, um, you know, and, and this team has uh, done a great job all year of taking those lessons and, and improving. And so we look forward to getting back to practice. How much when you face a team for the second time this early in a season, how does that play into the scouting report and what you do in terms of just – facing the opponent and after you get a big win you have to turn around and and go to Pullman Uh, it felt like it was just 
you know, it was less than a month ago. Yeah, it was really fast. Uh, you know, it's not it's not something you usually experience. It's just not usually when you, uh, you know, play your your um, travel partner, I guess. Or, um, but uh, so that was new. Um, but uh, you know, great to be able to turn around and play somebody that you know. So the, from a scouting perspective, um, but you know, a lot of things that we knew we didn't do well in the first game. That if we didn't uh, clean up, that it would be hard to win at their place. And I don't think we got those things fixed. It was tied in terms of points scored in the first, tied in terms of points scored in the third, but the second and the fourth, the Kooks had the advantage and they win. Um, you trailed by, trailed by seven heading into the fourth quarter. You trailed by seven at halftime. So it was one of those things that they kind of just kept you at this kind of a pace for most of the game. Right. Uh, what was the difference in them allowing for them to be able to do that? You know, I, I think that, um, you know, we uh, didn't look like at our – obviously, I thought they played really well. Yeah. And I think their game plan was very good. And so um, great credit to them and their team for what they did. Uh, I also thought that we were uncharacteristically uh, not as aggressive or physical as we normally are. Um, you know, I think that one of the things that we can as a, as a group say that we regret is the intensity with which we played with kind of came and went at times during the game. And you never want to say that about yourself. Um, and we, we unfortunately have to say that about that game. And so uh, some things were within our control that we did not um, take advantage of. And that's what I think we'll probably uh, work hardest at this week. Well, it was your first true road game in quite some time. And right. so and for a lot of the freshmen, it was their first true conference road game mm -hmm. in your rival, against your rival right. in Pullman. How much of a factor do you think that was, just being on the road for the first time and everything's different? Yeah, I think there were some uncharacteristic things there that in, in retrospect are, are obviously about learning to travel, uh, preparation, you know, how you sleep, how you hydrate. You know, I thought we looked um, a little less, uh, like I said, energetic. Uh, and so that some of that is just the way we prepare our bodies and minds um, and a great lesson to learn. Unfortunately, uh, you don't want to learn that in Apple Cup, but, uh, you know, but we, um, we want to do better for, for our program and ourselves going forward. Well, I thought one of the bright spots is that you had really balanced scoring. Um, nine different Huskies were able to score. Delia Daniels leading the way with 10, though. So we, it, it wasn't clearly enough points. 52 points is not going to be enough to win most right. games in the Pac-12 Conference. Um, but there was really good balance. What do you make away of the offensive performance and things that you're working on to get better? Yeah, I think that we didn't aggressively run what we run. And I think that, you know, sometimes you can get lulled into that by the way a team defends you. And so your cuts are a little less hard and you play a little bit less strong uh, because it is a packed-in defense. It's a very slow-you-down type of defense. And so, um, and you know, we, we've kind of fell into that uh, as much as we shouldn't have. Um, if we had cut hard and done what we normally do offensively, I think we would have had – you know, some similar opportunities that we've had. I, I think one of your guys' strengths throughout the year plus in your system is that you're very patient offensively and you work the shot clock and you wait until you have an opening. And then in the Washington State game, though, it was like, oh, it's five seconds and you couldn't get that good look after the defense has been worn down and after you've yeah. worked the defense. Instead, there was some shot clock violations. It, that line is a hard one as a coach because yeah. you want them to be patient and you want to get the good looks and do all that. But then at the same time, you're like, oh, yeah. five seconds. You just couldn't, like, oh. turn the corner. What what happened with the five seconds that you were like, oh, we just yeah. didn't hit what? What did well, you Well, I think hit? the first 
20 seconds were bad, to okay. be frank. Uh, okay. You know, because usually, like in the Utah game, you know, we score 10 seconds in the shot clock. We would be fine with that if, you know, we're cutting hard and we're making a good read and it's a great look for us. We'll take it, you know. But we'll also wait on an even better look if we can. But I think the way we ran our system was not going to give us a good look. And I think that's something that, unfortunately, it'll be tough to see film tomorrow. Um, but it'll be a great lesson is, you know, you never want to lose your aggressiveness. Um, you don't want to let anyone take that away from you, you know, and I think we did that. You know, I look at the team and the practices that I've been to and, you know, I watch them and I'm like, there's really good shooters on this team. Yeah, there are. There are good shooters on this team. And then but I look at the three-point numbers and I'm like, how yeah. is that even happening? It's 22% from the three-point line through 14 games, which you have people that can shoot the basketball, right. but it's just not, what is it that we've seen glimpses, but we haven't seen it consistently from really anybody yet on the roster to be like, feet set, open look, going down. And you've had these good looks. <laughs> I know it's frustrating because yeah. as a coach, you, you can't make them make the shot, right? Yeah. But your job is to get good looks in the offense. But is there anything in terms of, I don't, I mean, how do you shake well, it you up so something. that, I mean, yeah. I think it's very relevant. And sometimes we are taking a desperation shot yeah. and that hurts your percentage. Sure. Right? And so, and then sometimes you're trying to make it happen because you want it so bad for the team and you yeah. know, you're a great shooter. And so I think that, you know, again, when we've played our best and you've mentioned, there's been some great games, there's been some great shooting nights for us. And you know, you can shoot. Yeah. Can, I mean, you, you know, know they can. can shoot. You've but seen it. You have to take, you know, the right shot at the right time. And I think we're yeah. learning those things and. Um, you know, and I think there's also some people that need to know that their shot selection is, is a little bit different, you know, that they have the ability to, to shoot a shot a little bit quicker, you know, and, um, and really be a little bit more. And we saw a little, little glimpses of that from a couple freshmen in the last game and some people that are, you know, trying to step up and um, be a little bit more aggressive. And so and the team's put a lot of time in shooting-wise. Again, I think the thing that was the most disappointing when we went out and it was the way we performed from a tempo standpoint versus the way we practiced all week. Um, and, and, again, we'll have a lot to learn from that, whether that be the travel or the way that someone defends you or whatever it may have been that kind of bled into that, if not a, a myriad of things. Yeah. Um, but um, we'll learn from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought for the first time playing on the road, there were a lot of really bright spots. What, yeah. what were you pleased with? Well, I think you said there were two quarters that I thought, you know, we played a little bit more like ourselves, a little bit more physical and, um, you know, a little harder. I, I think the, the back and forth was the part that would, would throw you. You know, if you're watching the game, you see us transition and then you see us not transition. And so, you, you know, kind of that seesaw all night was first quarter, second quarter, you know, third quarter, fourth quarter. And, um, but the, the moments that we were more um, like ourselves, I think, show us that. But, you know, year two, uh, when you're, in, you know, entering your second year, you're going to, that's what year two often feels like. It's just like back and forth and back and forth until you can finally kind of claim the identity. This is who we are. And so, you know, there's times I feel like we're almost like we, we figure out who we are. And then there's times I'm like, well, we're not being who we are tonight. Mm -hmm. And it's up to us as a staff to make sure that we can get them the habits um, and the identity that um, we know they can have. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. It's like two steps forward, one step back. And you're like, we just did that well. Yeah, we and now that. we're not because against Utah, the points in the paint were great. I know. And that was a real strength against Utah. And you couldn't pull off the upset against the top 10 team, but you saw the points in yeah. the paint and the toughness and all of that. And then Washington State, Bella Murakatete got such deep position early. Deep. And she wins any post yeah. player, but she's a really good, yeah. she's become a very good finisher, mm -hmm. massively improved player. 
Pac-12's most improved player a year ago. She got the ball so deep. It's yeah. like, well, there's nothing you can do at that point, yeah. right? Yeah, rim run, easy layup. Yeah. You know, she got started with easy buckets, and then that obviously makes your night a little bit, um, you know, more exciting. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I thought even when you watched her play against Utah and Colorado, you could see her growth. She was passing the ball well when double teamed and making great decisions. And so while, while Ledger Walker was away, I thought she really did a phenomenal job for her team. Uh, while, you know, she was a way of helping her guards kind of have a little bit easier baskets, you know, and because she did that, obviously when she returned, um, she was playing at a really high level, and, and that uh, helped her team a lot. And you mentioned Charlie Sledger-Walker. She had 40 in the loss for the Cougars. This time you limited her to 26 <laughs> points. She's the Pac-12's leading scorer, but this time 22 yeah. of them came in the second half. She, yeah. she was She's a special player. Yeah, for sure. What, what impresses you the most about what she's able to do? Uh, I think what she does is her identity. I mean, you know, we talk about that as a program all the time. It's like if you do your strengths, you're going to be, you know, special. She goes, she's a tremendous player, especially going left. Yeah. You know, and um, tremendous three-point shooter, but, you know, great pace and scoring it, uh, you know, can obviously distribute. But, but she's really um, ferocious when it comes to, like, you're going to have to stop me first mentality. And a lot of times, you know, players will, have, um, you know, overpass or not do what they've done well the whole game, uh, trying to be kind of a diverse that type of thing, yeah. and I think she does what she does well. Yeah, she, she's really impressive. She's one that when, other, when your team is watching film, about how to break down a defense. Right. It's like, hey, this is how you do it. Like, sometimes your defense w did everything right, and she scored anyway. Yeah. And that's one where you're like, well, you tip the cap because <laughs> she's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, when UW Hoop fans are ready for action on the hardwood, they head to Montlake to catch the game. When they're ready for the quintessential Northwest dining experience, they head to Chinooks at Fisherman's Terminal, Terminal or Anthony's Pier 66 on the Seattle waterfront. Come join us. We're here every Monday. We'd love to have you out here. We're watching... Uh, the national championship on the big screen, eating some salmon and talking some hoops. Come on out and join us. It's the uh, UW Coaches Show. We'll be back. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care. At Banner Bank, we're cheering for the dogs just like you. We know it takes dedication and teamwork to achieve big goals on the court and in life. As one of Forbes' world's best banks three years in a row, rest assured you'll find the banking solutions you need and people you can trust at Banner. Visit your local Banner Bank branch or find us at BannerBank.com. Banner Bank, let's create tomorrow together. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, ten big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly. 
Alaska Airlines and the Huskies, that's always a win-win. With Alaska's global partners, dogs can go big to over a 1,000 destinations worldwide, including amazing cities like London, Paris, Rome, Tokyo, Bangkok, Cancun, and beyond. And with Mileage Plan, the most generous loyalty program in the skies, you can earn and redeem miles whenever and wherever you travel with Alaska and the One World Alliance Airlines. Join now and receive $25 off your next flight. Head to alaskaair.com slash huskies to sign up, book now, and touch down somewhere new. Go dogs! Washington Coaches Show. We are glad to have you with us on this Monday night. Join us at Chinooks. Always great salmon down here. The Huskies now 9-5 and five overall, 1-3 and three in Pac-12 play, 1-1 one one versus Washington State as they got the Pac-12 opener on their home floor and then just dropped uh, a 52-66 loss on the road to the Cougs on Sunday afternoon. And it doesn't get any easier. This is the Pac-12 conference, the best conference in the nation in women's basketball. You'll head to Oregon this weekend. You'll face the Ducks first and then face the Beavers, who got a big win over UCLA this past weekend. So uh, it's, uh, I guess that was last yeah. weekend. And then th- they got a win on the road to Arizona. It just, it's, this conference is going to be crazy when it's all said and done. Is there anything that's jumped out to you in the first couple of weeks of conference play? Stanford's really good, and then after that, I think anybody can beat anybody on a given night. There are no automatic wins, and there are no teams that are going to give you an automatic L. Well, and I think Stanford just had a great game against Cal. Cal nearly beat them. I think it was a three-point difference. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's so fun. It's why you come to this league is every night. I mean, one of our student-athletes was saying that. You know, I love that every night we're going out and playing one of the best teams in the country. And so, um, you know, you've been in the leagues where you know that the bottom four or five teams – you're going to be able to beat and it probably you'll yeah. play everybody and all those things. And so, you know, it's hard to get your team up for those games. You can get some bad habits, things like that. And so that is not the case in our conference. And so every night you are preparing to play the best and you need to bring your best. Tell me about your freshmen as they've progressed this season. So many great minutes. And I think you are probably, there's some outstanding true freshmen in this conference. Yeah, uh, It came in as the number one conference in terms of McDonald's All-Americans and ESPN Top 100. And your recruiting class with your freshman is ranked in the top 15. You have another one coming next year. Uh, but the freshmen in this conference, mm-hmm. as good as it is, are mm-hmm. making massive impacts mm-hmm. all over the place. And certainly your three are getting a lot of minutes um, to in your guys' as your growth and you build. Mm-hmm. Um, what jumps out to you about how the youth from your team and from around the conference has been able to immediately make impacts? It's really as highly acclaimed as they were before they came in, I think it's still surprising that they're making such a big impact. Yeah, I mean, well, I think when you enter a program and you have a good fit for um, style of play and, you know, what, you know, is expected of you when you arrive, I think that's, first of all, the best the best situation you walk into. I think, you know, one thing people are probably not thinking about right now that's different too is there's a lot of transfers now. Yeah. And so a lot of newness on every team, which makes the freshmen a little bit more even, you know, when you walk into a program. So there's, you know, there's three juniors, but they just got there too. And so you're all learning the system together. And I think that's happening a little bit in conference as well. And so, um, you know, it's, it's been interesting to see, uh, you know, the opportunities that they've all had and how they've taken advantage of them. I love how... Um, our freshmen have come in and worked incredibly hard 
Um, and I think you can see some push by some of them and in the sense of their strength and intensity and how hard they're playing and, and their confidence growing, and that's what you want to see. Yeah, I thought Tegan Brown, she had a career high in minutes against Utah and then against Washington State. She earned uh, some more good minutes, and it feels like for her that she's, you can see that she's just getting more comfortable in her minutes on the floor. When, I mean, I remember as a freshman when you took the floor and it was like you felt like you had to go 100 miles an hour you were only going to get limited minutes. So in those limited minutes, you had to burn everything yeah. out. Of, that's not the way that it works. And you <laughs> learn. But yes. I feel like she's settled down and um, she's looking more and more confident every game. Yes, she is. And that's from work. You know, she's worked incredibly hard from film to extra work. Um, you know, the way she competes in practice, um, she never takes a play off. Um, you know, I think when she first came in, very similar to what you said, you want to get everything right. You go as hard as you can, and you usually make a lot of mistakes doing that because you've got to slow down a little bit and, you know, hear some coaching and make some changes. And, you know, and so she, she you know, was really hard on herself. And then, you know, now uh, it's just exceptional. I mean, you can, you can get her in practice and say, hey, I need you to make this change, and she's going to make the change and, and do it with 100% and effort, and um, she's just done incredible. It's uh, one of the quotes from John Wooden that always stuck out to me was, be quick, don't, don't hurry. hurry. Yeah. I, I, who's your coaching mentor? Is there anybody that you've read books or that you really appreciate some quotes that you lean on? or any, Is there anybody that you particularly have found to be enlightening in your career that you, you like to you I, like their quotes or what they've said or what how they've handled their their staffs throughout the year I don't know I learned from everybody I've worked for great coaches obviously the last coach I worked for for Brent was Brenda Freeze and she's had a lot of a success as a wonderful person and um, but then you also have coaches that you've never worked for that you just watch and um, you know I think that's a lot of fun as well and so uh, men's side, NBA, you know, um, a lot of people that I've been very fortunate to just be able to study and learn from. So you were at Maryland for seven seasons, right? Mm -hmm. At yes. Rice for six. So Maryland is probably your longest stop in your career because you, I mean, you took a, I mean, the head coaching gig to earn a head coaching power five spot, a lot of times you have to bounce around. You have to, I mean, you just have to uproot your life all the time. Yeah, I mean, I chose I not mean, to do it. I mean, you've been all over the place, really. Yeah, the first time when I left Maryland, I chose to not do Power 5 because I wanted to do academic. And so I thought, um, you know, more mentor-type mentality, I guess. I don't know. It's my, my personality was, you know, what will the student-athletes be able to do when they leave? And there's only so many academic universities at the Power 5 level that really yeah. are high academic. And that's what I was looking for. And so um, Rice was uh, an opportunity that... Um, I felt like, you know, when you're a top 25 university, you can be a top 25 basketball program. And so we were able to do that there. Um, and then, obviously, Washington, you know, there's, there's just a few that really stood out. And, and um, this is a university that uh, can, you know, change a young woman's life. And so I'm just so fortunate to be here. And, yeah, you get that, huh? <laughs> so uh, Guilty. <laughs> yes. And so and you help mentor our student athletes. And so so many alum here. Uh, the alumni base here is probably the most, while you knew it was tremendous, and it, the history of basketball, obviously the success off the court, um, I don't think you can understand it until you're in it and the, the, how the alumni care so much for the program, but specifically for the individual student-athlete. And we've already had stories of student-athletes being connected to alumni, connected to internships, 
connected to future opportunities. And so um, it is so humbling to be here, and um, we're so grateful uh, for this opportunity. So, again, to come to a university like this uh, was, you know, a bit of a dream come true. Yeah, for sure. I think as of the alums, I know all of us were, uh, you know, really motivated to keep pushing the mm-hmm. all of the athletes, whether they choose to continue basketball or they choose to go be doctors. We've got lawyers. We've That's got right. Uh, people killing it in sales and we got everything yes. every kind of uh, successful professional that has been a Udo basketball player and I take a great amount of pride in that and that's right and we want to make sure all these are continue the tradition of being really successful whatever they choose to do yeah I think one of the greatest things that I got to celebrate with our team the other day Jen texted me and actually she was a um, person who let me know that we had had um, quite a different change in the in the classroom and our I think our program um, was one of the most improved this uh, quarter. Our academic advisor did a tremendous job. Our student athletes really worked incredibly hard. And so, um, you know, really like the way, um, you know, that they see uh, the classroom now as as such preparation for their future. And I think a lot of that does come from the interaction with the alumni and the excitement that you get about thinking about your future. And so the events that we've had with alumni and, um, you know, with uh, different corporations and companies has been really exciting for them and has really um, propelled them forward in the classroom. Yeah, I mean, I I also think it's a powerful recruiting tool for you because Mm -hmm. there are so many successful alums and there's such a great tradition of basketball at Washington. Yes, there is. Now we just got to get it, keep, keep moving going. upwards, keep right? Going. Get, yeah. Keep going upwards. Well, it is the Washington Women's Coaches Show. We got much more on the way from the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists. A proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. The there's always time for the drive-through deal because no matter how fast you are at making breakfast, McDonald's is faster. Nothing fits your morning routine like your favorite breakfast. From a sausage McMuffin to a sausage burrito to those crisp, flaky, fluffy hash browns. Mix and match them every day with buy one, get one for a dollar. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. Coming to Emerald Queen Casino, Friday, January 27th, it's Belle Biv DeVoe. Belle Biv DeVoe, BBD. Fused hip-hop beats, R&B harmonies. Tickets at emeraldqueen.com. Don't miss Belle Biv DeVoe, Friday, January 27th, at Emerald Queen Casino, the entertainment capital of the Northwest. Husky's 
with another test this weekend. Uh, the women will head down to the Willamette Valley. Oregon is up first on Friday. They'll face the Ducks. <laughs> Did somebody boo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, love the fans out here. Uh, it will go from one rivalry to the next, Coach. And, uh, I love that. Year two of the program, you're, you're, you've already learned uh, the rivalries and how they uh, – and, and how it works up here in the Northwest. And you face three Northwest teams in a row, but uh, all on the road. So Oregon's up first, uh, really. We talk about freshmen. Uh, they have a freshman that is fantastic um, candidate, probably for first-team all-conference. But they're a loaded team uh, with a lot of talent, another NCAA tournament team from a year ago. What's the biggest challenge with the Ducks, Coach? <laughs> well, there's a lot. Uh, we only got know. a little bit of time, but how <laughs> about the keys? What yeah, are the keys let's just for pull your up the team? box score, and I'll tell you. <laughs> Um, you know, I think obviously they're a very high-powered offense. Uh, you know, shoot the ball incredibly well, have great size inside. Uh, you know, just a, a great scoring team. Assists to turnover ratios, tremendous. Um, I was watching their transition today in preparation, and um, I just love the way they play the game. I think they play it really beautifully, and um, so it, it'll be a great test for us. Yeah, their center is six foot eight. Yes, she is. She's not the tallest that you'll see this weekend. That's six yeah. foot nine for Oregon State. Yes, so you better get. Are you going to put brooms up in practice <laughs> for players to get used to shooting after that? That's, that's a lot of length. I mean, I know Nancy was here last year at six foot nine, but. Well, I'll tell you what, I want to give a huge shout out to our scout team because our male scout team is unbelievable. And so we have a few fellows that are, that are pretty tall that will come in for us this week. We're going to call them all in this week. <laughs> and so, um, no, they've done an incredible job of trying to help us prepare. Uh, but, you know, nothing prepares you like yeah. the game does. But um, they'll give us a little bit of a taste. And uh, if there is some keys heading down there, it, two places with packed arenas and their fans are very passionate mm-hmm. And you also are facing talented teams. What do you tell your team to prepare for what is a really fun environment for yeah, an athlete to go right. play? Like you, that's I right. remember those opportunities yeah. when I was an athlete. And it's fun. You don't want to go to a dead gym. You want to Amen. go to a live gym. So that's what do you right. tell them to prepare? Well, that exactly. Um, you wouldn't come give the talk. You can give it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that was really good. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's really fun to play the game. And I think we had moments that we felt that in the, even the Washington State game. You know, I think our freshmen, you know, came in, you know, really excited about it. And I think some, you know, moments of it, we, we kind of felt that. And uh, you go into that environment and it's you against the world. And it's really what we love about sports, right? It's every great sports story you've ever had. And so... Uh, you know, I hope we come in with that mentality and, and we play fiercely and uh, we fight and, and um, again, execute um, the way we can. Well, best of luck down in the Willamette Valley. Wa- uh, Washington will face the Oregon Ducks coming up on Friday first and then against the Beavers on Sunday. Coach, as always, appreciate it. That was Tina Langley. Coming up next is Tony Castricone and Mike Hopkins from the men's side. That's next. Uh, right here on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, 
times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Alaska Airlines and the Huskies, that's always a win-win. With Alaska's global partners, dogs can go big to over a 1,000 destinations worldwide, including amazing cities like London, Paris, Rome, Tokyo, Bangkok, Cancun, and beyond. And with Mileage Plan, the most generous loyalty program in the skies, you can earn and redeem miles whenever and wherever you travel with Alaska and the One World Alliance Airlines. Join now and receive $25 off your next flight. Head to alaskaair.com slash huskies to sign up, book now, and touch down somewhere new. Go dogs! At Banner Bank, we're cheering for the dogs just like you. We know it takes dedication and teamwork to achieve big goals on the court and in life. As one of Forbes' world's best banks three years in a row, rest assured you'll find the banking solutions you need and people you can trust at Banner. Visit your local Banner Bank branch or find us at BannerBank.com. Banner Bank, let's create tomorrow together. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Welcome back to the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. We're live at Chinooks, the Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal. We got the uh, King Salmon. We've also got the Halibut Fish and Chips. We've got head coach Mike Hopkins here. And we got the national championship football on the big screen. Georgia leading TCU 38-7 to at the half. Looks like the Bulldogs are on their way to a national championship for the second year in a row. We've got head coach Mike Hopkins here. You went Halibut Fish and Chips today. What'd you Unbelievable. Think? So good, isn't it? I felt I, I didn't feel good like uh, cheating on the uh, king salmon. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so good. Yeah. I I I, I it's unbelievable. It I was mean, it was unbelievable. Pretty much anything on the menu, yeah. you're going to get a winner, but uh hey, uh man, tough weekend down in the desert uh, and a long trip too. I mean, sometimes these Thursday Sunday trips can end up being marathons, right? You leave on Wednesday, you get back super late on Sunday night. Um, it started with that game uh, against number five Arizona, and what a heck of a basketball game! A, a great college basketball game. Unfortunately, that one didn't go our way. Arizona uh, ekes out a seventy to sixty-seven win. But I uh, want to start with that one right there. What did you think about that performance from your team? I was really proud. We didn't play well here against the LAs, and uh, we had to respond. And we went out there. You know they've they've been undefeated there, and uh, mm-hmm. we. I thought our fight was there. I thought our togetherness was really there. Uh, we just you know too many turnovers, uh, but for the most part, you know we put ourselves in position to win the game, and we just fell a little bit short. Heck of a first half. We've been waiting for a first half that was kind of like a a complete twenty minutes in that first half. We've had a couple of quick starts, but the first half in general has been a slog. I thought, you know, it wasn't a complete 20 minutes because they had that run toward the end of the first half. But I I thought for 15, 16 minutes, you guys played as good a basketball as you have all season. We have on both ends of the floor. We shared it. We got in transition. We got stops. uh, And we made shots. I mean, it's a a fairly simple game. But I I love how we did it together with a lot of collective energy. And that's Mm -hmm. what it's all about. That's what's fun. You saw the growth. Uh, but, you know, it's a 15-0 run uh, by turnovers. You can't just say, here's yeah. the keys to the car. It's over there. Here, The insurance papers are over there. The ownership <laughs> papers are over there. Just take Here's it. the VIN number. You can't do that. Here's yeah. the VIN number. And it just here, it's yours. Uh, and I felt like, you know, we just kind of uh, shoot ourselves in the foot sometimes with some of our mistakes. But yeah. 
you know, with that, you just got to move forward. We're able to even, you know, uh, have the lead at halftime and, yeah. and, and uh, you know, put ourselves in position at the end. One thing Jason Hamilton said on the broadcast is that both teams kind of went through offensive droughts, but Arizona kind of punished us for our offensive drought where, you know, when, when Arizona went on an offensive drought, we would go on like a 4-0 run or a 6-0 run over the course of like four, four and a half, five minutes. And, and Arizona just really – had the two big runs, and if it's not that, like we we win the ball game. Well, we had we we led the game for 28 minutes, yeah, which is a big thing. So that that was important. We just 17 turnovers, and when you're on the road and we miss some foul shots down the stretch, and you know, in in, in games on the road, you got to keep scoring, got to make your foul shots, and uh, you know, it's we just came up a little bit short. Yeah, 15-0 run in the first half, 13-0 run in the second half. And the thing that's really crazy is if outside of that, you outscored Arizona by 25 points for what, whatever was the rest what of the game. Yeah. 30 minutes of basketball, you outscore the number five team in the country on their home floor by 25 points. So those, those runs just kind of killed you a little bit. What, so you talked about turning over the basketball. What about maybe on the defensive end of the floor? Was there anything to clean up during those spurts, or was it the turnovers that kind of just put your defense in a compromised position? Yeah, you, you know, there's there's a turnover where you step out of bounds or you try to make the right play, goes out of bounds, and you can set your defense. We gave them five layups off of just careless passes where they go down and make mm-hmm. it. And so those are the ones that are not only hard that you're, you know, you're spotting the team, but they become deflating, mm-hmm. uh, especially in critical moments. So we've got to be better in those, in those areas. And I had a couple against Arizona State, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. But for the most part, we've got to be better. We put ourselves in position. But to win in the road, you know, you got to be a little bit better than uh, good. You know, yeah. you got to, you got to, you know, it's foul shooting. Maybe somebody has a big game. Maybe you get hot from the three point line. So there's still room to grow. But you know, the turnovers were the issue in this game. You know, you bring up foul shooting. You've been so good at the free throw line all season long. Six of eleven in this situation at Arizona. Not a ton of attempts. Kind of need to make the most of them going six of eleven in a game you lose by three. Was that an area that kind of stood out to you? It was, and in critical times you got to do that. And a couple of more one on one. So you're yeah. talking about you know potential more. Uh, but like you said, we've been better in, in games previous. But you know in those games to win on the road against a top five team. You know we had a 15 point lead at one time, gave it back. We had a seven point lead uh, yeah. late in the game, we kind of gave it back. And you know, to make a big three or to, you know, make a couple foul shots or to have three less turnovers is all you need. But, you know, we made them. So we've talked about Jamal Bay a little bit, uh, who, you know, has kind of started off the season in a bit of a slump, fifth-year senior, great kid, longtime Husky, and just kind of waiting for him to have kind of a breakthrough moment. You know, he only scores seven points. But I still thought that game that Jamal Bay had, particularly in the first half at Arizona, him and his activity level on both ends of the floor, it was like, man, that was so good to see. You know, Jamal uh, has been playing really hard. He helped us. He had seven rebounds in this game. But a big thing was is on the defensive end. I thought he was really aggressive. He rebounded the ball. He knows our defense. He played on the top. He played on the bottom. And his activity and focus was definitely there that night. Yeah, had a block, had a steal. You're always talking about takeaways being that, that blocks plus steals is, is what you consider a takeaway. And charge, it was, can, we, can we finally get charge to be an official NCAA stat? Like, I, I want to know so badly what, like, our season charges are. They could just are. put it in a line. I mean, you just know, They do right. fouls drawn. I mean, they can obviously put charges taken. I know. What are or we you charge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? I mean, it should be a, a stat. But anyway, 
Five blocks, ten steals. To me, that says a lot of defensive activity. That's not like Arizona just missing a lot of wide-open shots, right? That's defensive activity that is turning into opportunity on the other end. Yeah, they, uh, that's what we do. That's, that's, that's how we play. We were active. Uh, they're a good passing team. We forced them. We got out in transition, which I thought we executed as good as we have all season. And, uh, you know, i got to hand it to our guys. Um, but for the most part, like I said, this game, you know, when you talk about takeaways, you can't the, – the, like uh, the ping pong player that you just hit it over the net and, mm-hmm. then, and then you try to be aggressive and you hit it into the net, unforced mm-hmm. turnovers. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that killed us in this game. Yeah, uh, it was, let's see, 17 from Arizona. They had 10 steals, 7 blocks in the ball game. And you knew coming into it that, you know, Tabellis, Balo, those guys, the double bigs, it, it seemed like, you know, obviously we don't have Frank. That might be a game where maybe you try to go double bigs in order to counter what they have with Tubelis and Balo down low. But to me, it, it seemed like our small lineups ended up having a lot of success in this game. We did because our, our small lineup is when we really score. We have five tough players out there. And our defensive scheme in the game, I thought, really helped us stay in it, even when we were small. Um, but, you know, that's when you play small, you got to, you know, it's gotta, your pace has to pick up a little bit. You've got to be able to obviously score more than you give up mm-hmm. because you're susceptible because you're small. Braxton, Mia in this game. Uh, big in a lot of non-scoring ways. He had the nine rebounds, uh, had three block shots, was effective around the rim. I thought maybe the most impressive thing about Braxton Mia was his ability to not get in foul trouble. I mean, that was one thing that I was terrified of in, in really this whole road trip. Obviously, it happened on Sunday at Arizona State. But for him, in a, as physical of a game as that was against Arizona, to avoid – getting into foul trouble and being able to stay on the floor, he, he continued to make an impact. Yeah, I thought that was really big. You know, it was a real physical game. They've got two, you know, really big, big guys in, in Balo and Tubelis. And, uh, you know, he was aggressive, and the referees let him play aggressive. Yeah. And I thought that was good. But for him to stay out of foul trouble is huge for us. As we move forward, he had a couple of great passes out of the post. Uh, I think he had two or three assists. Yeah. And, he, and he, you know what? He gets the ball in there. Good things happen. Good things happen. Pass outs. He can score. He had a great dunk. They got our our our, uh, our team involved in, in a lot of energy. And you know, he it's not just his rim protection with his block shots and steals. It's his how many shots does he force missed? Yeah. You know, with his with his ability in the paint. Right. Which is almost impo- impossible to chart, but you just you feel the effect. Oh my right? gosh! Yeah, you, you go it. in there, you you see a, a guy like that, your whole game changes. Yeah, um, the three assists that you bring up for Braxton Mia out of that five position, it, does he have a knack for distributing? Because I, I feel like we've seen it here in the last week or two. Or is that something that maybe is 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 being added as a part of his game that he's developing. I thought it was really good. You know, he's 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 picking his spots. If he gets single team, he can go and score. If he gets double team, he's passing out trying to find guys. That's what a good basketball player does. He's also passing out running into ball screens, which makes it very difficult for the opposing center to go out in the perimeter. He's in the post. He's out here. And, uh, you know, he's a really good basketball player, just scratching the surface. I mean, he only averaged, I don't know, 17 minutes last year. Yeah. Barely got the ball. Now we're going to him. We're playing faster. He's playing 30-plus minutes in a high level. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just think the sky's the limit. We just, you know, we just got just to gotta get him the ball. I, I think we got to get him the ball a little bit more in the post. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think he averaged 17 minutes last year behind uh, 14, Robinson Yeah, yeah at, at Fresno State. I mean, it, he's a young player, but you, you see the flashes. You see the potential. And, you know, talking to some guys in the preseason, they, they said, man, 
when you want to talk about like a pro prospect on this team, like look at 34. Great rim runner. You look at the NBA, that's what it looks like, the speed, the athleticism. Um, now it goes back to the, the reps of, you know, learning offenses and defenses mm-hmm. and all those things, terminology. But uh, he's a great worker. He's a great listener. Uh, he loves to be coached, and he plays exceptionally hard. Huskies fall at Arizona 70-67. to We've got more with head coach Mike Hopkins coming up. We're live at Chinooks. It's Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Coming to Emerald Queen Casino, Friday, January 27th. It's Belle Biv DeVoe. Belle Biv DeVoe, BBD. Fused hip-hop beats, R&B harmonies. Tickets at emeraldqueen.com. Don't miss Belle Biv DeVoe, Friday, January 27th at Emerald Queen Casino, the entertainment capital of the Northwest. The there's always time for the drive through deal. Because no matter how fast you are at making breakfast, McDonald's is faster. Nothing fits your morning routine like your favorite breakfast. From a sausage McMuffin to a sausage burrito to those crisp, flaky, fluffy hash browns. Mix and match them every day with buy one, get one for a dollar. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus, a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, ten big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly. I'm a huge UW football fan. That's Devin, a BECU member and lifelong Huskies fan. Every time I take out the BECU UW debit card, it's just a fun experience. There's nothing like being part of the UW community. That's why BECU made the UW credit and debit cards with great rates and low fees so fans can show off their Husky pride everywhere they go. BECU, power in people. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. Restrictions apply. Credit card approval subject to BECU membership credit approval and other underwriting criteria. Not every applicant will qualify. Member compensated for participation. Live at Chinooks, it's Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal. This is the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. Mike Hopkins, along with me, Tony Castricone, here until 7 o'clock tonight. Enjoying the King's Salmon, had the halibut fish and chips, talking some Husky basketball. Dogs fall at number five, Arizona, 70-67 to 67 on Thursday night. And, and, Coach, I know one of the things that is tough about some of these road trips, you're too far away to come home. But at the same – so you, you stay in Arizona, you know, through Friday, through Saturday. You got a Sunday game. You end up, you know, there for five – it's a five-day trip ultimately. What kind of – I know Uno was a big thing. What kind of team building uh, did you get an opportunity to do between the you games? You know, one night uh, the guys went to – I don't know if it was a Dave and Buster's, but they went, they uh, they bowled, uh, they played games, they competed, uh, they had a lot of fun, and uh, – those are the great things about being on the road. Yeah. You know, like a little bit of more team bonding. They play a lot of Uno in the room. Uh, they watched a, a boxing. There was a big boxing match uh, on Saturday night before our game. And so uh, White King Jones, Coach uh-huh. Jones, turned 50. 
That's and right. So that was uh, that was pretty exciting. He and Sam Aribi had the same birthday. Yeah, him and Sammy. So we had some birthday cake and stuff like that. And so, you know, moments on the road are priceless. And uh, you know, just wasn't as warm as I thought. And when I think of Arizona, I'm thinking like eighty it's or chilly, ninety. Right? It was like forty-five or fifty. Yeah, eh, it was a little chilly. Meh. Meh. Especially at night, right? You know, yeah. I mean, maybe in the daytime, high fifties, low sixties. Meh. But yeah, it was, Meh. It was a bit I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, uh, that Uno stuff got pretty intense. There's a lot of trash talking. Yeah, there was. Uh, I played, uh, tried to get a little interaction with the guys, uh-huh. and uh, I felt like I, they should have had like a JV league and then a varsity <laughs> league. I would have gone to the JV <laughs> table. JV it was table. going too fast yeah. for me. Uh, but a lot of fun, and it's always good to, to you know see the kids and be around the kids in a in a different environment. Rather, you have to be their coach and all those other things. So, it was a lot of fun, a lot of good times. Just hopefully, you know, we can come out. We we should have came out. Hopefully, we came out with a win, and we didn't. The game at Arizona State, I, I felt like it was a game of of two different halves. Um, the first half, low scoring, just a slugfest defensively. Twenty eight, twenty six, nip and tuck at the intermission. I felt like the the biggest thing of the first half was late in the first half, Braxton Mia picking up his third foul. Because then he comes out early in the second half, gets that fourth one in the first minute, and then it just it just changed everything. Yeah, three of his fouls. One was a loose ball, mm-hmm. which I thought was a little bit questionable, and then a couple over the backs, you know. And so you wish the fouls were like at rim protection, you know, blocking it against the backboard, and they, they yeah. see some contact. And so it was kind of like one of those things. He's got to get better at – Understanding, like you can't make those plays after they call the first one, mm-hmm. and uh, him playing 14 minutes in the game just it hurts us. It's, it's hard for us to be the team that we can be without him on the court. Well, I mean, Arizona State shot 28 percent in the first half. Second half, they go 54 yeah. percent. I mean, you're you're going to have a hard time winning on the road when a, a team starts to get hot that way, right? But more importantly, is what we shot. Yeah, and you know we, you know that that goes back to the second half of these games when we go through our droughts, we're letting it affect our defense. And you know we we went on a 12-0 run with two minutes to go in the game when we were down 20. Yeah, so that was a little bit like even then we only shot I think 35 35 percent. So yeah. you know we've got to do a better job. Um, you know, making maybe it's 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 make after watching the film, may we got to make a few more extra passes, mm. get a few more easier shots. Um, and you know, a big part of this game was we gave them 27 points in transition. Yeah. So a little bit of that lack of energy that yeah. that kind of God, we can't score, and then it's a shot, and then you're sprinting back. And so I think you saw a lot of that. Yeah. What What do you attribute? the lack of energy too in a situation like this. I, I, I think being on the road, I think we we gave it a lot of energy that Arizona game and coming up just a little bit short. And uh, you know, they're kids. Uh, you know, you, you get in a game and you can just feel the, the the energy. You could feel the we just didn't have that pop that we had in Arizona for forty minutes. Yeah. ASU the the twenty three uh fast break points was the most that you've given up this year and, and I think Tell us your stat. It's got to be frustrating because I know that, I mean, <laughs> I'm sitting there with you when you're doing the keys of the game with the guys, and it's key number one, two, and three, right? I mean, we, we cannot let them get out in transition. So as, you know, you, you go through these situations, what sort of message becomes the learning thing? When it, We knew going in it was a key. You struggle in those situations. How do you try to get better? At well, just like, like you said, we're 9-1. and one. When we hold teams under ten, under ten, fast break, and we're we 0 and have, seven. we're zero and seven yep. when we don't, and so transition defense forcing them to play in the half court against us. 
people don't want to sit in our half court versus our zone. No, they don't. They're, one of the things, they, they try to push it down the court so they don't have to play against it. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that we've done pretty good for the most part. Uh, you know, uh, you know it, there's always these kind of breakthroughs in games where they might get two or three, and that's where those, you know, Arizona, we would have done a better job if we didn't give them 10 points off turnovers right. where it was just out of transition there. But, you know, it's just the focus. You know, it's something that we're going to really, you know, focus heavily in this in this next couple of days before we play Stanford. It's got to be a big part of what we do regardless of who we're playing. Ask you about Stanford. Ask you about Cal. Those are the two opponents. It's going to be nice to be home, isn't it? Alaska Airlines Arena on Thursday night and on Saturday against the Cardinal and the Golden Bear. We'll talk about that with head coach Mike Hopkins when we continue in a moment. Live from Chinooks at Seattle's Fisherman's Terminal on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Alaska Airlines and the Huskies, that's always a win-win. With Alaska's global partners, dogs can go big to over a 1,000 destinations worldwide, including amazing cities like London, Paris, Rome, Tokyo, Bangkok, Cancun, and beyond. And with Mileage Plan, the most generous loyalty program in the skies, you can earn and redeem miles whenever and wherever you travel with Alaska and the One World Alliance Airlines. Join now and receive $25 off your next flight. Head to alaskaair.com slash huskies to sign up, book now, and touch down somewhere new. Go dogs! That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you. That in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care. While you're rooting for your favorite team, make sure your money is working for you. Home Street Bank is here to help you maximize your savings with our special CD offers. We have everything from a 3.25% four-month featured CD to a 4% APY 18-month featured CD, plus more in between. Head to homestreet.com slash UWCD to check out all of our rates and learn how you can start scoring with Home Street today. Again, that's homestreet.com slash UWCD. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the Husky Basketball Coaches Show. Wrapping things up at Chinooks. Got the national championship game on the big screen. College football season coming to an end tonight. Georgia rolling past TCU, 45-7 to here early in the third quarter. Head coach Mike Hopkins here. We got a, a couple of home games at Alaska Airlines Arena. Late one coming up on Thursday night, 8 p.m. tip-off against Stanford. And, uh, man, you know, kind of curious to get your thoughts on this Cardinal team that – I know preseason polls don't mean a whole heck of a lot. People don't really know what always to expect. But they were picked fifth coming into the season. They're off this 5-10 and ten start. And uh, what, what, what do you see going on here with the Stanford Cardinals so far this year? They played the toughest schedule in our league. They do they, have they, a tough I mean, schedule. They went all over the country. Uh, they, they put themselves up against the best. They had a veteran team coming back. 
but very, very difficult. And they've had a lot of close games. They've been in a, you know every game that they've played. But you're talking about Memphis, UCLA. Uh, you know, you talk about early Wisconsin. They played. They played. It was semi-away. Yeah. Uh, San Diego State. I mean, they've played as good a schedule as you could possibly. Texas. Yeah. And so uh, you know, this team has been um, battle-tested. Uh, they they you know haven't played great. But at the end of the day, we know that they've got a very good team. And uh, at any time, they haven't been shooting the ball well. And we know that yeah. that's what they can do. And that's the thing about it. Going into our Arizona game, guess what Arizona was shooting? In, in conference play? In, on three-point line. Like 18%. 18%. Yeah. And so we play it a certain different. And then they make what? They make nine threes <laughs> in the second half. Like, just how it works. you got to, you know, you, it's just the way the game, the way, you know, you got to be able to adapt as the game goes. But uh, you know, at any given time, Cal the other night was the worst three-point shooting team in our league. And they played against Stanford in their rivalry game. They go 16 for 22 from the three. Unreal. Line. Unreal. And they go from, like, worst to first, like this, 16 for 22. I mean, that's, that's just incredible. So, you know, we have a very deep league this year. Uh, you got to respect everybody. We believe that they're one of the best teams in our league. That's why they were picked fifth. And you got to go out there and you got to – we got to play well and, and take away their shooters, and even if their their percentages say that's not how you beat them. Sixteen and twenty-two has got to be a Cal school record. I mean, that, that's absurd, and that's a a two and thirteen team going into that Stanford game. That's what you just never know on any given night, right? What what about Cal? That's going to be the three p.m. game coming up on Saturday. They start this year zero and twelve again. They also had a tough schedule as well. They start this year zero and twelve. And now they've won three of the last four. I mean, you just can't make sense of something. And stuff. and they lost their starting point guard, the transfer from Kentucky. Yeah, ask you. And then they start playing well and shooting the ball, which they weren't early. So you lose their best point guard, best player on paper, and then they all of a sudden start getting hot. Interesting. Yeah. Chemistry, dynamic, confidence, yeah. system building. You know, keeping faith, keeping confident. That's what we're doing every day. And uh, hopefully you just catch a little bit of traction and uh, get on your run yourself. Nice to be home, huh? Oh, my God, I love home. Looking and I love this place. Airlines. I was here at 4.30. <laughs> I was yeah. watching the game, Lane. I was over there watching the game, the bar, fish and chips, just incredible people, incredible environment, watching the game. It was just awesome. I mean, you can't make it up how therapeutic it was today being here yeah well thanks everybody for coming out tonight we love you all stay tuned because we're giving away free food here as soon as we sign off the air for alex francis back in the studios head coach mike hopkins i'm tony castricone thanks to chinooks for having us out thank you for tuning in to the washington sports network from learfield go dogs You've been listening to the Husky Basketball Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Join us each week throughout the season to hear from University of Washington head basketball coaches Mike Hopkins and Tina Langley. The Husky Basketball Coaches Show has been presented by Anthony's Restaurants, showcasing the essence of the Northwest by pairing the best seafood with waterfront views. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Washington Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. 
Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.